Thank you for downloading the Focus on the Family Marriage Podcast. You can find more relationship insights at focusonthefamily.com slash marriage podcast. In our last episode, I shared that my wife asked me one night, what's going on? And I said, I don't know, something's going on, but I'm not sure exactly what. And I think it's really important for us as spouses to check in with our husband or wife from time to time. Uh, I'm John Fuller, along with my friends and colleagues here at Focus, uh, Dr. Greg Smalley and his wife Erin. And it's pretty important for us to regularly ask our spouse, not just when something's wrong, but just how are you doing? Why is that? Well, one, I think it helps our spouse to feel pursued. And and that's a really good thing in a marriage because it's easy to get busy doing all kinds of other things that we sort of forget to pursue our spouse. And so by checking in with Aaron, I'm pursuing her, but I'm also showing her that you matter in hmm. in what's going on inside matters to me. And so she's feeling pursued. She's sensing that I care about how she's really feeling. And those are all tremendous benefits to a marriage. Mm-hmm. Well, we're going to hear now from Dr. Josh Straub and his wife, Christy, Uh, they described a time of feeling disconnected in their relationship, kind of what you're talking about, Greg, and what they learned through that season. Here they are talking with Jim Daly. Let me hear the two of you go through an evening. We Mm. we won't take 15 minutes. Just give us a minute Mm. of what that picture conversation would look like. Just pick a time or pick a subject that we can eavesdrop in on your discussion on the couch at home. Kids are in bed. You're getting together. Yeah, well, even like, I mean, we can go back to that day. And it was that very day where you walked in and I realized, I, you don't see me. Why don't you ask about me? Mm. And so I think what our conversation ended up being that day was that I, I need to know that I'm valuable. Mm. Right? And I need to know that I'm doing a good job. Mm. <laughs> and uh, to go back, I'm going to go to one that was just, last week because that whole good job um that for me i wouldn't have known that i wouldn't have known right. she does such a great job as a mom that i you take that for granted knows. i think she knows so i don't highlight those things i don't focus on those things so for me now i can say to her in those evenings uh i was grateful today mm-hmm. when you helped landon learn to draw, write his name. So something specific. Something yeah. very, oh, you got to be very specific. So a positive. And, and, you know, you hear the five positives to every negative. We have to know our spouse and what they need to hear. Just the other night, I, to go to the negative, one, we love the TV show, This Is Us. Uh, you know, it's one of our shows that we watch at the end of the day. And we don't double screen in our home. We have an electronic nuptial agreement in our marriage. We have an enup. So we know when we're allowed to be on our phones and when we're not, right? <laughs> and like so that. Uh, we just found that it helps with the technology conversation. But the other night, we were watching This Is Us. And it's our moment. To, it's, it's mindless activity, but it's something we do together. We're present. Mm. But she happened to pick up her phone. And there was a moment that was an awesome moment. And we didn't get to share it together because she was texting. And I was a, so part of our 15 minutes that night after that was, and, and it's become now, it's become so natural for us to have this conversation that in that moment, I was able to say, I'm frustrated that you picked up your phone and we didn't get to share that moment together. And of course we re- it was on DVR, so we rewound it and we watched, we watched it, <laughs> but I was able to say, I'm frustrated that you were double screening. You broke our up, mm-hmm. but it, and, and it frustrated me because 
I want to share this moment with you. I, I, right. I, I want to be with present with you. And, and so it gets to the depth. It gets to the underlying motivation of being on the same team and, and desiring present her presence with me. Well, in part, part in Christy, I just love your emotion. I mean, man, again, it's just like, <laughs> ah. But part of me as a, as a man, when I hear that, putting Jean in your place, yeah. if she's saying that to me, I'm like traveling in first gear, maybe second gear. Because yeah. I'm thinking about all these other things exactly. you know, that I got to do. Yeah. And all of a sudden you're in fourth gear. Yeah. And I don't even know how to move into that gear. Right. And how, how would you help husbands better understand mm-hmm. when your wife is communicating like that, find fourth gear. Go there with mm-hmm. her. I think a lot of times in marriages we assume we're just all trucking along fine. And, you know, you, you know you're great, right? You know you, right. you're doing a great job. But you don't. And then how, how does a man, a husband, when he sees a clue like your tears, mm-hmm. how can we go there with you? What's the next right thing to say? Because I think we get so fearful, we back up. Exactly. We're going, huh, did you get the shopping done? Uh, can I help with exactly. the dishes? Oh. Uh, what and do we do? Don't we all want to avoid that? Because it's negative emotion, right? We don't know what to do with that. And our culture, our culture says... We just don't do a very good job of sitting with one another in negative emotion and Mm. just being with one another. And I I would say doing this 15 minutes a day has really helped us because I know it can sound super corny. It really can to say like using your feeling words. I mean, that sounds, you know, but this has become something that's now more natural to us so that I think it avoids some of those really emotional buildups that we get to this place where we're bursting into tears and the husband's in first gear and the wife's in fourth gear and having no idea where she's coming from. So this has really helped us sort of play offense a little bit that we're getting less of those. But I would say for me, when I'm in those places of, because I think, you know, just like for Jean too, there's often things we just can't put words to. Right. We need someone else's help. And I would, that's my teammate. I mean, that's Josh. That's, he's, he's the one who walks closely beside me more than anyone else. And I need him to help me put language to what I'm experiencing. And so what we found too is it's helpful to even call out in the other person those things. I notice when, you know, when you're with Landon um, that you get really frustrated or you get, you seem really exasperated. Like what what what's going on there like what's and it's again we do a very bad job of being aware of ourselves well and one of the things i appreciate that transparency one of the things are the hurdles especially with uh you know having kids or having other things mm. high stress vocations whatever it might be lots of travel yeah. you know people listening they have all these obstacles and i can even say that, you know, Jean and I could find it hard on some days to find 15 minutes to sit down together because her pattern is at night when the dinner is done, we've had a good time, we take a long time at dinner. We'll spend 30, 45 minutes together around the table telling stories, having fun, laughing, which is good. But then it's kick-in mode. She's very task-oriented, so she's got her list in her mind, Mm -hmm. and we'll go off and start doing other things. And to get back together after the boys are down or whatever is hard sometimes, and it, but it is what you need to do. How do you create the discipline? I guess is my long-winded way of asking. Yeah. How do you get the discipline to be regular on this? Maybe it's not going to be every night, but three to five times a week where you're connecting 
emotionally intimately like this. Exactly. And I think it's so much less legalistic than we think it has to be. Like this is yeah. what what we're we've learned is to just start to integrate it so it becomes a natural part of your day, right? The natural part of your dance with one another mm. and how um, we've learned, I mean, sometimes he, he does travel a fair bit. And so that is a struggle for us, um, especially for me who as a wife and Josh works a lot with military wives and families as well, um, who feel left at home. Mm-hmm. Right. And it's finding those times during the day, often we're texting or, 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 you know, calls during nap time or lunch time or while the kids are at school or things like that. Mm-hmm. And, and we started it as a 10 to 15 minutes because that's what we needed. We needed to make sure that we found that time to begin this level of conversation. And just as, as, as Christy mentioned, you know, there are times where she, I'm able to call out and her, you seemed frustrated or I noticed you were frustrated at, and she can do that to me. It's become such a natural part of our conversation. However, it takes time mm-hmm. because the natural, our natural tendency is to defend ourselves. We feel attacked. And for us, that's even that's been part of becoming teammates, better teammates, is communication about the communication. I'm not trying to attack you. What I'm trying to do here is I, I want to get deeper into, I don't want you to be frustrated. I want you to be more present with our kids. I want you to be more present with me. Like I desire, it's that... That, that our motivation is positive and that we have conversation about that so that we see those motivations. All right, so how do you two make time for those heart-to-heart conversations? You seem to have really busy lives. I mean, I've known you for a long time, and it seems like there's always something going on. So I guess speak to the issue of raising kids and having busy lives and still having time for Uh, heart talk, as you call it. Yeah. I would say that when we had younger kids, we were probably not as intentional about pursuing each other's hearts. Um, I think we did it, but probably awkwardly and not as often and as frequently as we do it now because we're so much more aware of the desire to be connected. And so, and we've also learned a lot even since we were raising young kids. And so now we're very intentional. I love what Josh and Christy were talking about as far as just spending, they said 15 minutes a day. I say even 10 to 15 minutes a day is great of just recognizing that can make such a difference in your relationship. And I know for us, it has made such a difference. And I love when we are just you know, driving down the road or we're out for a walk or we're sitting um, at the kitchen table, whatever, after Greg and I both get home, that just, you know, just the question of, hey, what was the high of your day? What was the low of your day? Um, What was the best thing that happened today? What are you feeling? Or just how are you doing? Just, it tells me that we're entering into a time of connection. Yeah. And I love connection. And it's so easy. I mean, I'm I'm just going back to the time that we were raising kids, uh, younger kids. It's something you've referenced before, Greg, the business talk. And it doesn't get to the feelings part of life. No, and it really doesn't. And I think for me, the value of of having these uh, deeper conversations, I, I learned the value by realizing that there there came a point in time where I just avoided any sort of conversation with Aaron, and and I wasn't aware that I was doing that, but as we started just feeling so disconnected to each other and just started talking, what's going on? I think we stumbled into the answer for me was that everything that we talked about was either kid-related, budget-related, to-do list-related, or working through some conflict. 
and after a while, it just I, the, like why talk if we're just if it's going to be a business <laughs> it's easier meeting, if we're we gonna don't get talk yelling yeah. at each other whatever. Mm. And and I think that's when the light bulb went off for me, and went yeah, I, it's probably the right thing to say that we need to have these deeper conversations. But I'm telling you, if you don't guard your marriage and your conversations from just simply being about you know business meetings you're going to find out over time that you you just stop talking. Yeah. And and I don't want that. That seems really lonely. I have to say that it it took me some time to realize that if Dina says, "Hey, do you want to take the dogs for a walk?" my answer needs to be yes. Absolutely. Right? I mean, <laughs> I might prefer not to. But the answer needs to be yes because um I I think you Greg have talked about the the concept of uh, of little foxes in scripture. Well, in fact, go ahead and just share that now because that's the, not saying yes is letting those little foxes kind of steal things. Yeah, that was King Solomon's fiance kind of warning him not to be on guard just about the big things in in life that could destroy our marriage, but these little tiny foxes of busyness and, and things like that that you're describing, that, that if we're not intentionally guarding our marriage against all these little small things, you'll find over time that our vineyard of love, as she describes, mm-hmm. is, has been chewed through because of these little foxes. Yeah. Well, and I know for me, I don't want to miss those opportunities either. So there's little foxes coming after, but then there's opportunities there. And even your wife asking, John, do you want to go for a walk? Well, that's an opportunity for connection. Mm-hmm. And not just walking the dog. It's looking at, it's a bid for connection. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's totally not about the dog. She yeah. can do that anytime. It's... Hey, come with me. Yes. Connect with me. Yes. Yes. Wouldn't well, it be so much easier in life if we just all said that? Like instead of, hey, you want to take the dogs for a walk? What if we just said, hey, I'm I'm feeling disconnected. I want to connect. Let's let's go for a walk. Let's take the dogs. <laughs> you know, it would be super direct. <laughs> Hold on. With I'm writing that down. Yeah. I don't do that. <laughs> let's so I'm, go I'm... ahead and connect. <laughs> I'll try that. Well, do you know what's so, it's so true about that is that when we go after what our feelings are and we share that, that research shows that the other person, our spouse, is going to be more receptive to it. So saying that gives us a higher chance of what we really want. Yeah. But none of us say it. Sad. Well, so let's, let's say change it. that. Say it. Yes. Say it. Say it. We'll, we'll, say it. We'll do say a, it. <laughs> a we'll, we'll do a challenge here yeah. between the three of us, and we'll we'll circle yes. back maybe at yeah. a different episode. How does that work? Check if in. Dina's not part of the challenge well, because you're going to do it. I'm the yes. control. Group. You're going to say yes. how how because many times you, have great you influence, John. were very overt with what you wanted okay. in terms of your connection. So eight hundred, the letter A <laughs> in the word family. Ask for Greg Smalley. Just tell him what you're feeling. <laughs> no, actually, that is our number eight hundred A family. If you've got any need that we can help with, please let us know. Uh, I I really do encourage you to go ahead and just say what you need to your spouse. That can be pretty pretty life-changing. You know, we've got so many resources here at Focus. I mean, the Smallies and the whole marriage team, is they spend a lot of time trying to figure out what resources are going to help marriages the best. And um, I will tell you this, they won't, but um, one of the great books that we have uh, to offer you is Crazy Little Thing Called Marriage, 12 Secrets for a Lifelong Romance. Greg and Aaron wrote the book, and we'd like to say thank you for joining our support team here at Focus on the Family. Donate either a monthly pledge or a one-time gift, uh, any amount, and we'll send this book to you as our way of saying thank you for helping us uh, reach out and support marriage around the world. 
And then over a million people have spent about 10 minutes taking our free marriage assessment. Um, We're going to link over to that in the show notes. Uh, Take it, find out how you're doing, and uh, compare notes with your spouse. That's one of those, how are you doing? How are we doing? Kind of conversations. Uh, And that marriage assessment, again, is free. Well, Josh and Christy have more from their story and more insights about stronger relationships uh, next time. For now, on behalf of Greg, Aaron, and the entire team, I'm John Fuller, and thanks for listening to the Focus on the Family Marriage Podcast.